unhappiest in the saddle. <laughs> a fellow sportsman. I am an FBI agent. Great Scott. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome to Retro Ramble. I'm Charlie McGee. I'm George McGee. And it's the end of the year. It's nearly Christmas, or maybe it's already passed. I don't know when you're listening to this, but like every other year, George and I have decided to give you a quick review of the year 2022. So, George, what can people expect us to cover? It's just to look back at the year we've just had, right? Yeah. So, I think uh, we were chatting that it's going to cover both streaming and cinema uh, it's it's still been a funny one for cinema i think we you know we're still in that cinema still in that re- uh, covid recovery phase so we're we're getting drip fed films that had been in production for a while and but then there's been a lot on streaming as well there's been a lot of good stuff and some meh stuff on the many many streaming services as well so it's going to be a mix of of blockbusters and uh, what we've been watching on on the telly box. Yeah, so we're going to cover both. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what it's like to, are you motivated to go to cinema or are you just going to wait for it to go on streaming? I don't think we're going to do a top 10 or anything. I don't think that'll be fair. It's not, one of, it's not really a typical year. So let's, maybe should we try and go through this chronologically, George? Would that be? Well, what we could do, we could start with there's obviously we're going to cover there's going to be the marvel phase four stuff and i know you haven't seen most of that so i can do a roundup of that then there's star wars because we had boba the book of boba fett that start at the start of the year then obi-wan and then obviously most recently andor so we could maybe do marvel star wars and then anything else after that does that make sense Sounds good. Okay. okay. Well, uh, I still I still remember Boba Fett like it was yesterday. In fact, it wasn't. It was the year before. It was 2021 because this dropped 29th December. Is yeah. that what you're telling me? Yeah. So, and I mean, you can go into this and tell me what you thought. But for me, it was, it's interesting. This will come up when we talk about probably Obi-Wan and Andor, but a slow starter because they're like, we don't want to, you know, spend our load too early on. But I was very disappointed with the first half of this series and it only got going when a certain character turned up. What did you think? I thought it was, yeah, a big, a big disappointment, uh, all, all in really, that Boba Fett's such an iconic, cool character and they turned him into like a, a bit of a, a wuss effectively they they stripped away all that sort of mythos and they had all this thing with him being saved by the sand people and all these flashbacks in a back to tank and it was just so drawn out and dull and some laughable sort of action with the you know the the mods and stuff like that and uh, yeah, I just felt like when I saw the teaser trailer for it and it was talking about him, like with the five families on Tatooine, I was thinking this could be awesome. This could be, you know, proper Godfather in space, gangster drama. But and, no. they com- uh, but, and they completely botched it. And it's a shame because it, I, I think Robert Rodriguez was behind a lot of it. And he did some, he's done some great work on The Mandalorian. And he's a great action director. As we know, he can be a great action director. 
but I just found it a bit of a bloated mess. Or, or be told, as you say, the best parts of it were the episodes that didn't even feature Boba Fett. It was, it was more like Mandalorian two point five. Says it all, really. Like mm. I think they were that expression, trying to run before you could walk. That's what this is, and the the walking part is is Mandalorian because that was a they they tried to do stuff that was out of the ordinary they did different stuff we've talked about on other episodes about the crazy stuff they did with the cameras they were they were like this is sacred ground let's not screw this up let's make it episodic and what i loved about mandalorian was the this week's monster yeah aspect of it you know and they did it so well and heart back to it reminded me of tv that i'd forgotten about from and years and by. Let's, you know, getting back to basics, he's a new character. Whereas I say Boba Fett, there's a lot of expectation. There's a lot of, you know, he people are used to seeing him as a badass. And I just didn't feel like fleshing out his story and making him sympathetic. I just, there's different ways they could have done it that could have made him a, a compelling character. He could have been really ruthless, as I say, like a, a mob boss type thing. You know, you think, you know, look at, Breaking Bad, I know neither of us seen it, but there's the Sopranos. There's lots of compelling villains that you, you know, you 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 want to watch more of. And I just feel they could have done that, but they didn't. So I think I'd go, no, I'd, I'd go one stage further. I'd say it was completely unnecessary. I think he added nothing and he destroyed the um... dullest person in his own show. <laughs> no, but I mean it was completely unnecessary. He ruined the character, he added nothing. And in fact, it was a bit of a gut punch to the Mandalorian because it's funny that, I mean, you could probably tell me this, but they'd they'd already shot everything. But like everyone was so disappointed with the first five episodes. And then Mandalorian turns up, like, oh, thank God. You know, it was good and it was great. And it's like, why did they waste their time? And it's like, if they were going to, it was just such a waste, just such a waste, such a waste of Boba Fett, such a waste of time. It's like, they should have just given us a Mandalorian and they could have introduced him slowly, but I don't, I don't know who made the decision, but whoever you are at Disney, you didn't get it right. You know, mm-hmm. like for the obs- obscene amount of money you paid, you made a very big misstep. So uh, should we just keep it on Star Wars? Do you want to yep. just go yep. talk about Obi-Wan, which was also a slow starter, but I think it's fair to say a slow burn for me. Yeah. Again, I think, there's too there's too much fan expectation on obi-wan i think it was a bit of a bloated mess i think there were some episodes that were were stronger than others there would be it almost felt like one boring episode one exciting episode great to see you and mcgregor back great to see hayden christensen back you know in in yeah. a small part um but i felt they could have easily done it as a as a little movie as a, a two-hour film i think they could have covered what they needed to and i think it was just stretched out didn't need to be it's weird it i think i mean just to talk about star wars in general because i think we'll keep coming back to this when we'll talk about andor as well it's amazing all that stinks to me is there's so many people involved Mm. like if we look at what they've generated recently like if you look at the force awakens and the other two films that followed that and that they've done rogue one and that they've you know that they've done the mandalorian that they've done this it's like it just, you know, like from a business point of view, you know, like if you were like, say, Apple or a Tesla or, a you know, a car manufacturer or airplane, it's like, you've got a product that works. Mm. It's just weird that you can have so much success and then go and make such a mistake. It's 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 strange because they've got so much money, they've got so much coverage, 
they've got probably they've won the most number of subscribers in the last three years. If you look across the dial, yeah. it's been Netflix have dropped, Amazon steady, Disney have peaked. You know, they've gone and they've, you know, they, they keep, they've got more content than anybody else. But it's staggering to see how, how you know, something as precious as Star Wars, that we could get Rogue One, that we could get The Force Awakens, but we can also get um, The Rise of Skywalker, that we can also get Boba Fett, you know, that we can get these, mm. uh, and Han Solo, these subpar, terribly just unfinished, just rushed. They just seem rushed, unfinished, and, and cash grabs. It's, it's funny because the Star Wars legacy will continue because... It's just weird that Mando is de- the, because they've got enough that is delivering, mm. and that obviously their tar- their main target is kids. Um, it's just funny to sit there on the fence and just like, what are you doing? Where's the strategy? You know, like where yeah. where is the doesn't seem to be a strategy, or am I just miss un- because I'm not an artist? Am I misunderstanding what art takes? The fact that different directors come with different visions, some of it works. Some of it doesn't. It just seems weird that like, let's, cause you're going to talk about Marvel in a minute. Let's talk about how consistent they've been. They've either mm. been great or meh, you know, they've never, never really been bad. Yeah. And they, I think Marvel have followed a strategy, whereas Star Wars has been up and down. I think with Star Wars, with definitely uh, ironically with both Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, I think they it was all down to IP, recognizable IP, because they both started out uh, as originally as projects as being solo movies. Um, to go back to, I remember seeing the artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're seeing the logo. There was, a, there was a Yoda. The logo. Oh, there was a Yoda one as well. Yeah, so there was. We, this, is there was the, this is pre-COVID. This is pre-COVID. Well, this was <laughs> this was yeah pre-Disney Plus. So there was yeah. going to be obviously we had Rogue One. We had Solo, but Solo and Last Jedi were released really close to each other. Last Jedi really split audiences and I think was quite, well, made a lot of money, but not as much money as Force Awakens. Solo came out relatively soon after, and I think people had Star Wars fatigue and felt a bit bummed, burnout. And after that, they were like, right, we're putting a pause on anything that's not an episode, you know, the Skywalker films, and they shelved it. So they shelved Boba Fett film, they shelved an Obi-Wan film, and then they're like, oh, well, we've now got Disney+, Plus. we can turn this into more content, we can turn it into a series. We can do anything. No, you can't. (laughs) And I don't think, I don't think, well, you could have made, I say, an interesting mini-series with Boba Fett, you could could have just turned it into a spin-off film for Obi-Wan and put it exclusively on, on Disney+. Plus. Um, but let's I think let's get into to Andor because Andor feels like the most refreshing thing that Star Wars have done or Disney have done with Star Wars since they since The Force Awakens all ro- uh, sorry since Rogue One it feels like Star Wars for grown-ups yeah and I think I agree with what I saw online they're like original trilogy Rogue One and then Andor you know like mm. in terms of quality and then everything else is after that. You know, it's like, it's amazing how strong Andor has been thinking. So I, I think like you, I've read Star Wars for adults. I'm like, there's there's enough action, but it's like, this isn't about action. This is about fear, empire, control. It's about fascism. It's about, you know, it's about rebellion. It's, mm. and it's, um, it's good, uh, I think. And it's not even a complaint. I just think that poor Cassian Andor, you should get an Emmy for staring at the camera 
and I feel sorry he didn't get more lines or or better. I, I think when I watch his performance in that show, I think the show is great and I love everything about it. I just I I think his performance is subpar. I think they didn't get he, there's 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 moments when yeah. he's literally looking at the camera for 45 seconds and the camera's going here, it's going there, it's going back to him. Says nothing, does nothing, no facial expression. And you could argue and say, that's him. It's like, no, that's not what actors do. They, they, they're supposed to demonstrate what's, even if they're not saying anything, they're supposed to change the word. Mm. What, do you know what I mean? And it just seemed, whereas I love the show. I, I, I loved it for, for many, many reasons. I love the cameos. I love I love the fact that it did have I don't know if you were going to talk about this I felt it had a three act structure to it yeah. Um, yeah so like a nice drawn out film and if that's the future of Star Wars series more of it please but that's but I mean look I'm splitting hairs here the only thing I dislike about Andor is I just thought he was a very underdeveloped and it was a very subpar bland performance but maybe that's his character he doesn't say much I he think that's it. Very, he, he, he didn't he, seem very passionate. You know, he didn't seem very, or maybe he's complex. I no, I think, I think, yeah, he's the, the cipher that sort of like, you know, he's the spark that, you know, bizarrely like in, you know, and he's surrounded by more interesting characters. I was, I was chatting to, yeah. to our, our friend, Neil, who we did a wrath of Khan with. And we were chatting about, and I said, you know, let, let's think about Luke Skywalker. He's a bit of a whiny character. He's surrounded by much more interesting characters like Han Solo and like that, but it's, he's the hero. He's the action happens around him. And I think that's it. The most interesting people in this, you have um, Stellan Skateboard, you have. I loved uh, Mom Mothra. I think, I think she's Yeah, Mom, Mom, Mom Mothra, you have, um, I can't remember what she's called. but I the, even liked the, her husband. This yeah. slimy guy, he's an English actor. I can't remember what I've seen him in. Yeah, no, I th- uh, I loved, I think, all the, the Mom Mothra stuff in terms and of I the, loved, the politics and, the, and, and Andor's and the yeah, and Andor's well, she was in four weddings. Um, but I love the um, the rabble that they have together, you know, when they hit the the bank. Sorry, whatever it is, the the payroll. Oh, the heist. Yeah, the, yeah, the heist, heist at the start. I liked all that, but yeah, it's it's just this weird thing. It's like I don't know. May, maybe I'm comparing him. Maybe I'm. Comp- it's a generational thing because I'm used to seeing actors do more with their face when they're not saying anything. I'm used to whether it's Sean Connery, Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, whatever is going on, they don't need me delivering dialogue. They could be looking scared or whatever. But I don't know. I just and also it's 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 just weird. I just felt like the first three or four episodes there was like, I reckon about five minutes of Cassian Andor walking, looking intensely at the camera and nothing happened. And I'm like, they're world building. Give them a chance, give them a chance. But no, that's it. The rest of it is flawless. I love the build-up. As I said to you, I I liked how it's only since it's finished, I've seen that there's a clear three-act structure. I liked how much that they weren't impatient like we can we're, we're looking at you boba fett they weren't impatient with this you know they were very subtle and let's just skip to the end i mean it's a great finale the the whole funeral thing was was very impressive both acoustically and visually something i hadn't seen in star wars before mm. yeah i think i would say one of the weaknesses and when i described it to people i would i first thing i said was it's slow to start it's a slow burner but stick with it and People like 
I, I talked to did do that and they were like i'm so glad yeah you told me to stick with it because i was ready by episode two i was ready to give up on it but i'm so glad because it's amazing and it does set the ground for those last few episodes in terms of that on ferrix i think it's called that the the, yeah. the planet the industrial planet it it sets up all that stuff that they're everyone's fighting for for that community and yeah i think you know star wars is quite famously you know george lucas was uh, derided for for his simplistic dialogue and clunky dialogue i think this is probably the best written star wars we've ever got there's some there's some brilliant speeches again you know stellan skarsgård about what like what he's fighting for what he sacrificed is a brilliant moment you have the amazing andy circus delivering um some good speeches I love I loved all the empire stuff. Can we talk about that? Uh, yeah, the, the the bitchiness and bureaucraticness of the empire. The fact they're all trying to screw each other over to get like to you know to be seen as the best and to get think, you know bend the ear of the the admirals or whatever. And uh, the, the guy who is a bit like our our uncle, uh, whoever it is, who's talking to <laughs> you know you know the really evil yeah. guy. He comes across. I love the bureaucracy, and apart from the color of white, it's very Death Star. You know, it's very like they're round on a round yeah. table, and the em- the emperor's done this, and like you and I talked about this. There's one because we were like because we, you and I both said the same thing. So. Are any Jedi's gonna turn up in this? Um, because Palpatine's oh. around, Yoda, Vader's Yoda. around. Yeah. Who? Vader's around. Vader's well, yeah, but I mean that that's gonna have that stuff. I think they've already brought him out of once, so in Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, but Yoda's around, so uh Mace Windu technically. Uh, but the thing around. is, I think that makes it better. And you know, I think yeah. and I think that's why the first couple of series, uh the first series of Mandalorian worked so well because it sh- it didn't bring in any legacy characters. It, it was, as I say, it was its own story with new characters, and I think that's, that's the what best. They're trying to do that's what they're trying to do again. I think that's I think the not- best thing about this. The fact is, it's just an interesting espionage, Cold War esque thriller um, set in the world of Star Wars. And I, I heard someone saying, you know, you almost don't have to be a, a Star Wars fan to enjoy it, but obviously, you get a lot out of it being a Star Wars fan. Totally agree, and I think what's great is I hope they only do another two seasons. They only got, and they're only doing another one. They're doing like perfect. It's, it's gonna, I was, I was gonna say yeah. it doesn't need any more. There's not enough. Yeah. What can you do? Because you can see what's happening. And, you know, I think what they do a very good job of is the fact that you know they obviously try to do it with Boba Fett, try to like oh, there's like lots of stuff going on, but this really does sell the idea about the rebels, and like you can imagine where it's going mm. is that the 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 crux of the end of the next season will be the forming of the the, the official forming of the yeah. Rebel Alliance. So there'll be stuff that happens, and you can see that it's starting to it's starting to happen already. Um, but it's weird. I watched Rogue Rogue um, Rogue One, and then I went back, and you've got um, sorry, I forget his name. Uh, Soul. Oh, um, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker, who uh, likes Stellan skateboard, Stellan Skarsgård skateboard, um, great. It's great. I love the scene with them together. It's yeah. like bandits in the rebellion, and, and it's, it's like the, a, it's the different shades of grey, though. They're the extremists, and I think it's that's the honor, honor amongst thieves. You yeah. know, and it really comes through. And I was like, I would watch a series with just the two, watching a younger version of the two of them, like scrabbling about yeah. fighting against the Empire, and that's very much. It's weird to go back and watch um, 
you know, Rogue One and then to watch this because it's like, okay, they've borrowed stuff, but it is the same people, isn't it? And it, yeah, yeah. So it's, so it's uh, Tony Gilroy as the, uh, as the writer. And, and he was Adam, there. And Adam Gilroy, isn't it, as well? Uh, uh, Dan Gilroy. Dan Gilroy. Um, but just give them more stuff. Give them more stuff to yeah. do. I think, uh, you, I mean, you could argue it's, uh, it's, I think there's elements of Star Wars that haven't been tapped into enough with the success of Rogue One, because I think a lot of people would agree it's probably one of the best Star Wars films made since the original trilogy. Mm. I would I would take another one shoved in between this and you. No, but they they really end it where yeah. Vader's getting the plans, isn't there? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd, or maybe there's something in between. Uh, I'd say there's a gap between Star Wars and Empire. I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching, but just give them something to do. Yeah. Maybe it's not in this world. Maybe they could make sense of, um, you know, Ryan Johnson's not Ryan Johnson's, but the the third. I, I didn't have a problem with the Last Jedi. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting where they went. It was just that they didn't sort things out in the third one. I, I think the third one. Well, they anyway. just abandoned a lot of the stuff that Ryan yeah. Johnson had set up. But we're, we're not talking about those films. So no. George Marvel, Marvel, tell us. About okay, Marvel. so yeah, Marvel. Because I I've tapped out since Endgame was my Endgame. I'm not willing to just go and shell out money to go and watch mm. a bunch of stuff that i i don't know I, you you could some people probably understand my reasons i loved endgame but like this just seems like i'm i'm being taken on another ride if it were yeah well i don't i don't know if it's if it's my age if it is superhero fatigue as you say you know endgame was such a brilliant culmination Finish. but yeah i feel like all the films that followed in we are now in phase four have fuck been, off fuck off been, with your phases i'm not i'm not, I'm not a product launch um <laughs> i have been mostly disappointed I, mean, I think so so you and i what came out last year both really enjoyed uh shang chi um yeah, apart from the last 20 minutes when it's two cgi dragons fighting for for reasons um so that was that i think that was good but i've i've gone back and since watched black widow which is really average mediocre um and completely unnecessary all I'm hearing when you say that is Mad Max Fury Road. Mediocre! Mediocre. <laughs> uh, so the start of the year, there was uh, Doctor Strange 2, the Into the Multiverse of Madness. And as we've talked about on previous podcasts, we we love you know time travel. We love multiverse type stuff. And it had great potential. And Sam Raimi back doing... A, a superhero movie, you know, not since you know he did, you know, he did the Spider-Man, Spider-Man films. Yeah. Well, he did all, he did the original, the all three, yeah, he did all three, you know, so two really good films and Spider-Man three. Uh, so, you know, um, had real potential, but it's just such a meh film and so visually unexciting for something that should be what? visually outstanding it's this just is a, strange yeah because I, I thought i thought one of its saving graces was it was visually stunning but it's not it's it's just a wasted potential it does have some cool bits in it but overall it's it's one of the weakest marvel marvel films i've seen i mean I, i'm not a huge fan of dr strange and benedict cumberbatch's portrayal i do like benny batch and some stuff but i just i'm not that overly keen um so they lost that. me when they lost me when they forced him to have an English, uh, an American accent. There was no need, and I tapped out of the film. I was just like, "Oh, come yeah. on! It's a terrible, terrible American accent." Yeah, he's he's a great actor, but he it's a bit of a an overworked accent. Anyway, uh, next up in the timeline is Thor: Love and Thunder uh, by Taika Waititi. 
I didn't see it at the cinema because um, as it works out in the UK, the Marvel films are only released for six weeks at the cinema and then they're, they're dumped on Disney Plus. So I was just like, I saw the reviews story. And I saw the reviews come in saying m- most people didn't enjoy Love and Thunder, that it was a uh, self-indulgent uh, with some cringeworthy humour that didn't really work against some of the storytelling. And yeah, that's that's pretty much on the money. It feels like Taika Waititi's the sort of the, 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 the fame and power and praise has gone to his head and he's gone a little bit rogue and he's there's just lots of these throwaway jokes and whilst that worked in Ragnarok somewhat and I thought Ragnarok is is probably the best of the Thor films it just doesn't work this time around and it's a bit of a messy film it feels like Christian Bale as the bad guy he's he's doing his best Christian Bale intense acting and it as a result feels like he's in a completely different film from everyone else uh yeah like that X-Men film with um Oscar Isaacs, because like yeah. he, I felt like he was in a different film to everybody else. Well, yeah, that was uh, that's a different story. <laughs> that's a, that's no, a waste. no, but I mean, so let's talk about Ty- Tycho. So um, that uh, whatever it was, the um, what's one with Ryan Ryan Reynolds with Taika Waititi about the player? Oh, the uh, free guy. Did he direct that? No, no he just he's, he's just, just started. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. No. No. I was just saying. I can imagine where I. Th- I think maybe he is one of those people who his best stuff is behind him because he wasn't suited for fame. But I'd like to think that maybe he'll hear that and he'll. Yeah. He's back. he's done he'll go some back to ground because he's, he's done, done some great stuff. He's done some great indie films. Uh, you know, obviously, what we do in the shadows is is a great film, and I'm really enjoying the TV series that he's still producing. I'm not sure how much of it he whether he writes for it anymore. Um, but he is actually jumping back he is also attached to do a star wars film at some point so whether that is still gonna happen who knows um but yeah i i feel that was a really disappointing movie and then most recently we have uh black panther wakanda forever or until not well yeah it is it is i guess forever so i have not seen this film um i am very i'd love to see it um even though I disagree with them making it, but they had to make something, didn't they? You know, they had to, even in tribute. Yeah, and and that's what it is. And I think that's what this film does best is when it's honouring the passing of Chaz- Chadwick Boseman and they're treating it as the, you know, the the the, the same way, yeah, that T'Challa has, has, has passed on as well. And I think that's some of the best bits of the film. There's some in, you know, the, the villain of Namor and the underwater kingdom, feels a little bit familiar because of Aquaman and also Avatar 2, which the trailer played before the film. Um, and there's some there's some cool action in it, but it's this the, the same superhero thing. It's half an hour too long. They could have cut out plenty of su- subplots. They're setting up, you know, TV shows for new characters. Um, and I just felt the ending was a was a, a bit anticlimactic. So it's it's good, but it's not great. It's it's one of the better films of that Marvel has done for this phase four. Um, and I say, and, it, and it's, a, it's some of the best stuff they do is all about. I say, did the dealing with grief and and stuff like that that was, you know, tragically forced upon them. Okay, 
So that's the Marvel Power Hour. Pick what you like. Other highlights this year. We're not going to talk about Top Gun Maverick because we've uh, covered that (laughs) in two episodes. We've uh, we've exhausted that. We've done the original and the new film. Uh, I'd like to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once, but I'm not going to because George still hasn't seen it. But that's a well, highlight that's, for me. That's the multiverse week. film because it came out around the same time as Doctor Strange. So, And everyone's saying, if you see one multiverse film, go and see everything, everywhere, all at Just once. Links back to another big love of George and I's. If you haven't checked them out already, check out our Best of Bond uh, because Michelle Yeoh is proving her chops in terms of acting and that she's just, she's a lovely presence to watch mm. on, on, on film. And I mean that with the highest amount of respect. It's like you see without spoiling anything, every single different facet of her and it's amazing. And it's like, a, it's a, it's, it's an amazing portfolio piece and I'm very happy she's done it because, and I hope she gets her own vehicle. I I, I would like to think that after a film like this, let's see how it does. Let's see if it gets picked up at all in in oscars for i don't know what it might get but let's hope if not the year ahead she maybe gets her own i just think we see so much for in this film maybe she gets her own vehicle and they say you know what do something different you've shown well, she's, she's uh just getting her own uh they're doing a spin-off of the witcher that she's headlining so she's getting her own so, tv series my, okay i'm happy let's yeah, let's move on go. so um what else could we cover well we've also in terms of reviewing uh, this is us just like telling you what episodes to check out. Grey Man, go check it out. We covered it and sounds like Grey, but it's not the same, is a big highlight of mine for this year and a big film for George and I generally. Episode three of the podcast was Predator and it was Prey this year. What an amazing film. But we're not going to talk about that. But that was a highlight of 2022. So, And also two- the Batman we covered so all of the recent releases we have covered it, uh, the, that Charlie's talked about. So Top Gun, Maverick, the Batman, the Grey Man, yeah. Man, the Prey the Man, Batman, the, the, sorry, the, the Prey the, Man, the Batman, the, the, the Prey Woman, uh, the um, Everything Everywhere Woman. Um, yeah, they're yeah, all we, on Patreon. So if if you're interested in hearing what Charlie and I have to say about recent movies, more recent stuff in further detail, you know, please check those out. Okay, so to tie this up into a nice, pretty bow. Should we talk about what you're currently watching? It is December. Do you want to talk about any other streaming things? I'm very much enjoying The Peripheral, which once again, I don't think George has starred. But like in terms of reviewing 2022, it's a highlight. It's on Amazon. It's uh, it's good. I think George was telling me, even though he hasn't seen it, George being George, he knows what, what what's going on, where it came from. It's from the makers of Westworld, right? And it's yes, yes, I believe yeah. so. Lisa Joy, I think it is, like one of the showrunners there. Yeah, and no, it's that... already already making more sense than any of Westworld did. So, well, it, no, that 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 looks interesting. Uh, you now, some of the best stuff that I've been watching, I'm trying to think if it was this year, but uh, ironically, is some of the stuff that's been on Disney Plus. The the grown-up stuff again. So uh, I'm not sure if Dope Sick was re- released this year, but I thought Dope Sick yeah, was, that was fantastic. This year. That was that was great. That was that was that was some of the from Michael Keaton. Yeah, brilliant. So I think that's some of the best, most gripping TV since Chernobyl. Um, and also, I know I I think I enjoyed it more than you did, but I thought the dropout was really good about the whole uh, Theranos Elizabeth. I'm just really unhappy uh, with her. Uh, and it's weird because I talk about it with Louise and she just did get indicted. I think she's got, she's getting, she's, yeah. She, so she's been done, but I, I, I just have a real problem with her. I, I think when I watched the show, I was like, they're making a show. I don't know. It's just like, there was so much potential. And I, it, what's, what's great is 
without spoiling anything, it, like they hit the nail on the head. Well, I mean, you've seen it, you haven't seen it, but like, it's just a real shame what she did for female entrepreneurs of that age all mm. around the world. It's like yeah. a real, real shame what she did. And I don't think they hammer, they they touch on it in the series, but I think she gets off too lightly in it. I think they they don't zero in on how responsible she was. It's like, yeah. So, but Netflix, it is, it was Netflix. No, no, it was D- Disney. It was, it was Fox. Disney picked it up. Yeah. You know, as, as my friend uh, Fraser and Paramount tells us, it's like they're all made independently. It's like it's yeah. the highest bidder stuff. There's very rarely when you see Apple original, Amazon original, Netflix, oh, Netflix original, original. Yeah. They're all independents and it's highest bidder stuff. It's very yeah. rarely that they actually get behind them from the beginning. So, so yeah, but no, I thought it, it was, I watched the whole thing. It yeah. was um it was interesting to see our friend Michael Ironside, big Michael Ironside in that. There's some great cameos in that. Yeah, William um, H Macy. It, um, it's gripping. It's gripping. Yeah, yeah. No, there's um uh, I, I thought that was really good. And then on the lighter side of stuff, um the second series. Well, watch them both now, but um only murders in the building with Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short. Uh, I haven't is, watched the second series, but I love the first one. Oh, have you seen the first one now? Because I, I wasn't sure if you'd yeah, seen no, it. Yeah, no, I haven't got on to I thought, well, maybe we watched a, a first episode, but... Um, I mean, who would have thought that, you know, we enjoy a film about podcasting? Um, but no, it's it's brilliant. Just give it's, me more Martin Short and Steve Martin together. <laughs> exactly. They've got such a good chemistry. There's so many great one-liners. It's it's a real joy to watch. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't, like, for comedy stuff, I think, yeah, check out only murders and only murders in the building it's uh you're not gonna all i'd like to say about that is you're not gonna see steve martin on the stage anytime soon this is the closest you're gonna see and his writing is gold not yeah. since bowfinger have we seen this sort of this cynicism this i don't know i just i just love his how he portrays it it's shot beautifully um Apart from leaving every episode wanting to go out and buy an Apple device, I've got no complaints about it. But no, it's uh, every single item, technological device in that is Apple. Um, but other than that, it's great. It's great. And it makes makes podcasting very glamorous. It isn't. But um... yeah, I love the bit where he's like, they're standing left and right of him and he does the talking and he's talking into a microphone and on a stage. Yeah, and then yeah, it's it's uh hey, it's 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 dramatized. Yeah. So that's been 2022. I don't think there's anything really to look forward to in 2023, apart from John Wick 4 is coming. There's more Mi- Indiana Jones. Mission Impossible. Have. Mission Impossible in Mission Spider-verse. Impossible. Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. There's tons of stuff coming. And that's unfortunately all of those exciting blockbustery type stuff that we like on Retro Ramble. It won't come until we've got through all the very serious intellectual. We're making this film very serious and intellectual just to get an Oscar. Until we've got past that, the very clever people making the very clever, heartfelt films, until we've got past that phase, we're not going to get the silly stuff. Well, um, no, we have got Abadar. Abadar! That's Christmas, right? right? Yeah, we've got uh, Avatar 2 is, is coming up and we'll be covering that on a recent ramble uh, on Patreon as well. So can if anyone... Can do a successful sequel. It's James Cameron. So oh, I think it's I think it's going to be amazing. I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, we have hit um, at the time of recording. We have hit uh, episode 100. Can we say that, George? Does yes, that yes. Sense? I might need to edit out. Uh, so please be sure to check it out. We it only took us 100 episodes, but we've got our dear neighbors, the Glenn Dinnings, the John and James, the guys that got us into this. That we've watched so many films that that made this 
uh, shaped us who we are with our with our film knowledge and and our, f- our film education. Yep. So we got them on. We're covering Christmas Vacation, the National Lampoons, the Chevy Chase, the family films that we love from many years ago. So be sure to check that out. It was great to have them on and I'm sure we'll have them on again. So that has been the year 2022. I hope you survived it and hope you're looking forward to 2023. George, anything else you want to mention before we sign off? Thank you for for all your support over the past year. You know, thank you for for the likes, the shares, the the the, the comments. It really does mean a lot to us. You know, Charlie and I really enjoy doing this, but it, it really really cheers us up when we see some some nice words and we see that you know people getting joy out of it as well. So you know, we like to know that we're we're, we're doing something good. Well, especially uh, you Patreon guys, you know, giving us the comments, giving us the ideas, and uh, making us feel like we've got a bit more of a community. Yeah. So no, it's a big thank you to to all the listeners that and all the people that that cheer us on. It does mean a lot. Um, we love doing this, uh, and we're going to keep on doing it. So uh, we've got some big stuff lined up for for twenty twenty three. Some uh, big classic movies to cover. Uh, but as always, if there is a, a favorite film of yours that we have yet to cover, get in touch. Let us know. Wonderful. Okay. Brilliant. Well, for this episode, I've been Charlie McGee. I've been George McGee. And we'll see you next time or next year. But thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.